Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Thursday, September 28th, and you're tuned into the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. I'm Joe Noga, joined by Paul Hoynes. Hoynes, are you are you recovered from the emotion of Wednesday <laughs> night's win of of the spectacle that was Terry Francona's send off at Progressive Field? Uh, I, I think I, I can speak for uh, for a lot of people in saying uh, that was that that hit all the right notes, and it it was. Pretty much uh, a, a pretty, you know, exactly what, uh, you know, the the right amount of whatever that Tito would have wanted. I don't think, uh, you know, he's not somebody who craves the spotlight. He he always shies away from attention, deflects it, puts it on others. Uh, but that was a moment where he sort of recognized that that the fans there turned out at that ballpark that put on those red T-shirts needed an opportunity to say goodbye uh, one last time at the uh, at the ballpark for him. Yeah, just a great night at the ballpark. Um, you know, it, I, I, it seemed to me like the the best atmosphere at Progressive Field since maybe opening day. I, I was really uh, it was it was cool. It it felt like the playoffs were right around the corner, Joe. And we all know that's not happening this year. But that's what it felt like to me. It felt like almost a playoff game and. Uh, the, the fans were great. The players were great. Tito was great. You know, Bieber went out and dealt for six innings. Uh, they played uh, Cleveland Cleveland Guardians baseball, beat the Reds four to three. It couldn't have gone much better. Yeah, and and, and just you know, real briefly, let's talk about the game itself and and what it meant. And uh, you know, there there might be different levels of meaning you can take away from that game. That the first and foremost you mentioned was. Uh, Shane Bieber looked like Shane Bieber out there on the mound. Uh, that was important. He went six innings. He was efficient. He threw all of his pitches. Uh, he said afterwards his his breaking pitches had had a little more bite than the last time he was out there on the mound. Uh, that was the kind of Shane Bieber that they needed uh, healthy throughout the entire season. And maybe we would be talking about a, a playoff run at some point. Yeah, struck out seven in six innings, one run allowed five hits, and he wasn't just facing some, uh, you know, uh, fifth-place September lineup. He was facing the best lineup the Reds had. They were they're playoff-hungry. They're still mathematically in, in the wild-card hunt. That was a team that needed that win last night, and Bieber just dealt and didn't give him, really didn't give him much room, give him much elbow room to work. 
at the plate, the uh, the bottom third of the the Guardians lineup, uh, including guys like Miles Straw and Brian Rocchio, who was uh, who was in in the lineup last night after being called up, uh, came up with multiple hits, uh, strung together a, a five hit inning and, and got a couple of runs out of it there. Uh, just to see the, the the bottom half of that lineup, including uh, uh, you know a guy like a Jose Tena. Uh, come in and and do what they did uh, it had to be really encouraging as well. Yeah, definitely. You know, uh, Rocchio comes up. You know, they had to put uh, Gabriel Arias on the IL before the game with that uh, you know non 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 displaced fracture in his right wrist. And Rocchio comes up, gets a big hit. He draws a walk, and then probably makes the defensive play of the game when he when he throws out Ellie De La Cruz at the plate when uh, you know the Reds were threatening. Just a great instinctive play, and Joe that that may uh, you know that gives you you know you that gives you a kind of a, a fun look ahead that what could be with this kid at shortstop. Yeah, right now ranked as the uh, the number one prospect in the farm system, uh, Rocchio. Uh, you talk about instincts on that play. Uh, he was on the the shortstop side of second base when the the, the ball was smashed off the bat of Will Benson, uh, Dela Cruz, who's uh, one of the fastest runners in in all of baseball in terms of sprint speed, uh, according to Statcast. Uh, he was hauling it around uh, around third base from from second uh, after the ball skipped off of Josh Naylor's glove. Rocchio comes all the way over to where short uh, second baseman Tyler Freeman would normally be playing. Uh, Freeman had gone to back up uh, uh, Naylor on the play, so there, the spot was empty. The ball was sort of just rolling there. Rocchio picks it up and fires a perfect strike to the plate, and Cam Gallagher reached back and, and made the tag on uh, De La Cruz. Uh, and, and you're right, that prevented a run right there, and that kept you know sort of momentum going for Shane Bieber. I think he he spun that into uh, you know the next. Uh, you know, two, three innings where where he set down 10, 12 guys in a row. Uh, it was it was just really nice to see uh, that the fluidity of, uh, you know, Rocchio's play out there at, at shortstop. Uh, I, I know that they're very high on Gabriel Arias and his defensive ability and his natural ability to play really anywhere on the diamond. Uh, Brian Rocchio, for my money, in, in the time that he's been up this year, has shown that that he could be an option as your everyday shortstop. Uh, switch hitter, uh, you know, hits, hits for contact, has some, I think, emerging power that can, can come out of that bat. Uh, I, I think you'd be uh, – you're setting up right now a competition in spring training between Arias and Rocchio for that starting shortstop job. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, he hit, uh, he's played 20 games in the big leagues, uh, you know, all coming this year. Hits, he's hitting around 240. Uh, hit 280 in in uh, Columbus, Joe. 33 doubles. He was uh, the Clippers Player of the Year. Um, you know, definitely a guy to watch. And you know, we've seen flashes of that. We've seen flashes of that uh, defensive ability. And that, that was, you know, to me, that was a great baseball play on both parts. You know, Ellie De La Cruz, you know, going all out, trying to, you know, steal a run there from going from second to home. And uh, and uh, Rocchio just coming out of nowhere and making a great throw to home plate and, uh, you know, the, and resulting in and out. It was, it was a cool play to watch. What did you think of uh, the play in the ninth inning with Ramon Laureano? 
uh, moving to the line and uh, throwing out uh, Novelli Marte uh, at second base. Uh, ball kind of caromed right to him in right field. Uh, and Loriano has that reputation, you know, having a big arm, having a strong throwing arm. Uh, I was stunned that um, Marte tried to take second base on him uh, and seeing how close he was to the ball when, when Marte rounded first. Yeah, that was a gamble, probably a gamble by a young player that uh, I'm sure David Bell is talked to him after that game uh, that you can't take in that situation. I mean, you know, you're, you're down a run, your, your season's hanging on the balance and, and you take a gamble like that. That's, that's a big risk. Or, or maybe David Bell says, you know, that we were in an all-or-nothing position and you got to do it. But Loriano made a great throw, great tag uh, at second base, and you know they reviewed it. And Joe, I, I honestly, honestly, God, I, you know, looking at the review, the, you know, the replay, I, I couldn't tell if he was safe or out. Yeah, and and so many of those replays ha- have gone a- against the Guardians throughout the years uh, with Terry Francona on the bench. I. I I would not have been shocked had that review gone against Cleveland, but it didn't. Uh, and then with Dela Cruz at the plate in the ninth, uh, uh, he didn't move out of the batter's box after uh, he thought a ball had been fouled o- off his foot. But it turns out it just rolled to Josh Naylor at first base. And, uh, you know, I think the umpires heard the fireworks going off and saw that Tito was having his post-game moment, uh, you know, sort of uh, develop. And I think maybe that when David Bell came out to ask, you know, what's going on here, uh, the uh, the answer was, well, uh, the game's over. And uh, maybe maybe uh, if if the, the Reds had uh, a challenge to use in that situation, they, maybe something could have been different. But uh, I don't know. <laughs> it just seemed to me... Uh, kind of a, a clunky way to end the game. What was a really great game, and and it started, it, it set off the the post game moment for for Terry Francona. And and in typical Tito fashion, he he didn't want to to do any sort of you know recognition or anything like that. But uh, you know Jose Ramirez sort of blocked the entrance to the to the clubhouse and wouldn't let him leave the field <laughs> until he went back out there and and raised his cap again and. Uh, you know, it, it was it was fun. It, they almost got him to crack. They almost got him to break, but uh, but it didn't happen. Yeah, great moment. Uh, I'm sure Tito loved it inside. Uh, you know, he's you know he like you said, Joe, at the at the opening. You know, he he kind of every puts everybody before him. You know, he said that's the job of managers and coaches to put the players in front. And I think uh, you know that's the way he would have liked to leave, but. You know, his players wouldn't let him and fans wouldn't let him. I think uh, they'd still be there stomping and cheering if he didn't come out and, uh, you know, kind of say goodbye to him. Yeah, and and that, and that part of it's charming. Part of it's like, well, yeah, you know, uh, you, you got to give the the fans what they paid to come see, too. Uh, I thought it was neat. The uh, the Guardians had uh, eight by ten photos printed up of Francona's pregame, uh, you know, hat tip, and they passed them out to fans at the gate as, as everybody was leaving, everybody got to take home a, a thank you, Tito, uh, you know, glossy photo. Uh, and, and that was, that was just a nice gesture. I thought it was really classy of the organization. Also pretty classy. Uh, you know, uh, Brad Mills, uh, he came back and he was in the ballpark and, and part of the the festivities and uh, Cody Allen was there. It, you know, guys who uh, 
made connections and, and had, you know, meaningful time with Tito in his tenure in, in Cleveland were there to, to support him as well. You can, you can see how many people he touched throughout his time, not just in Cleveland, but as a, as a manager in baseball. Uh, no doubt about it, Joe. Uh, you know, Brad Mills and him have been together for a long time, uh, you know, in Cleveland, in Boston. I think even in Philadelphia, they were he was on Tito's coaching staff. So, you know, that's probably his best friend in baseball. And I, I loved it when he said when somebody said uh, Millsy was what came back for the celebration. And, and Tito said, no, he didn't come back for the celebration. He just wanted a free T-shirt. Yeah, it was uh, it, it, it was an interesting pregame media session with uh, with Tito, and and you know we're burying the lead here, but we we learned the most important and the most devastating news of the day. <laughs> uh, the hog is is no more. the The hogs officially retired before Tito. Uh, he said the hog is on ice. Uh, of course, we're talking about Terry Francona's uh, beloved scooter. Uh, the one that he's uh, so fond of in terms of it, it got him to and from his downtown apartment uh, dwelling in, throughout his career in Cleveland. Uh, really, he, he talked about how, you know, no other place had that setup. Uh, it would have been so easy where he's he's two minutes away from the ballpark and, and he doesn't have to have a car. So he just, uh, you know, zipped around town. Uh, not uncommon for for downtown office workers to see Tito. Uh, whizzing through the streets uh, in the morning on his way to the to the games, and you know afterwards he he he's particularly fond of high fiving police officers as he as he rolls past them on that scooter. Uh, but uh, for the second time this year, uh, the scooter was stolen uh, from his apartment complex. Uh, the police uh, recovered it this time. I guess they they smashed it up with uh, with baseball bats and and uh, did something even more disgusting and nasty uh, to it that we won't uh, detail here. But, uh, yeah, it, it's, I mean, they pooped on his scooter. What are you going to do? I, 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 come on. <laughs> That's God almighty. I mean, they must have been, <laughs> my, my jaw with has... a, they must have been upset with one of Tito's pitching moves or something. I don't know what that is, what that's I'm, about. <laughs> that that bit, the, basically the message there is you went to Stefan in the eighth inning again. Come on, what's wrong with you? And then that's how they showed their appreciation by pooping on his scooter. Uh, I, I my jaw hit the floor when he said that. I was like, I you know I could believe maybe they they stole his scooter again. It, it's that's not an uncommon thing, whatever. But to to have done that, that's like the uh, that's the piece de resistance. That's the 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 frosting on the cake, so to speak. Uh, uh, that scooter has been through so much. It, they crashed it in Arizona when they were uh, shooting a promo with it uh, in, in 2015. Uh, Kevin Cash stole it and and wheeled it out onto the uh, to the infield so that his team could take batting practice and target it. He was he held it for ransom basically. Uh, you know the the scooter's been through a lot. I think uh, you know with all the with all of Terry Francona's health issues. Uh, I think it's probably a good thing that uh, it, the, the temptation is not going to be there for him to uh, to ride around on that thing uh, because it, it could be dangerous. Yeah, I just love the love the love the sight of him. You know, a major league manager. You know, zooming through the concourse of uh, a progressive field in flip flops and short in shorts and uh, you know what his bad ankle wrapped in ice and he's zooming home on that scooter and he just pump 
beep the horn at you and say, see you guys tomorrow. And he, and he whizzed yeah. past you. It just, it was just like, it was like out of a cartoon or something. It just, it didn't seem real, you know? Yeah. You had to have your head on a swivel when you were walking through the, uh, the service level, uh, at the ballpark, uh, you know, whereas there's tunnels and ramps that get you, uh, out onto like East fourth and East ninth and all that. Uh, and, and if you weren't careful after the game, walking out of the clubhouse after doing interviews, you know, Tito would go whizzing by and, and, and almost hit you sometimes. Uh, I think the, the other day we were actually uh, walking out of the clubhouse and he had one of his grandkids on the scooter and he was, uh, you know, came whipping through. And, you know, it was just funny. It, it was it was kind of neat. And that's what really what's most exciting to me uh, about Tito stepping away and Tito getting to work on his, his health and, and being with his family a little more. There's going to be a lot more moments like that where, you know, the, the grandkids are going to be around him and he's going to get to enjoy himself and spend time, uh, you know, and whether baseball is a part of that uh, in, in the, the initial uh, moments of retirement or not, uh, it, it's not important because he's given his life to the game right now at this point. And uh, I, I think he deserves uh, to be able to ride that scooter or, or, or do whatever, uh, uh, with his his family as much as he wants. Yeah, definitely. You know, he's he's facing some operations again. You know, in the off season, he's got to have the shoulder replaced. Got to have a couple hernia operations. But after that, hopefully, he heals up and he gets to enjoy life for a while. Yeah, I can't wait to to see him come back to the ballpark and and throw out a first pitch and you know go on a, on the broadcast and and talk there because that's where the uh, the real fun is with the with the stories that you get from him and 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 the uh, uh, the memories that he has of of growing up in the game. Uh, when he watched that video tribute uh, last night, it was the the moments that the early moments of the video that showed his father playing in Cleveland and you know his father coming back to uh, the ballpark and throwing out a pitch and and that that that's what really I think uh, you know touched him. And those are the moments that they got to him because you could tell on his face uh, whenever he mentions his dad that it's uh, it's it's very emotional. Yeah, definitely. I remember, you know, uh, talking to uh, Tito's dad when when uh, Francona got the job here in Cleveland. And he said, you know, he played four or five years in Cleveland and said that was his best stretch of baseball, his, his most enjoyable stretch of baseball in Cle- you know, when he played for the Indians, and he was just thrilled that his son was going to manage him. He he was really fired up about that. Dude hit 363 one year. He he, he didn't qualify for the batting title, uh, you know, because he didn't have enough at bats. But he he would have won an American League batting championship. Hit 363. Uh, you know, Tito Senior was uh he was the man. Yeah, I remember going down to the ballpark as a kid with my parents and watching him play first baseman he could hit yeah and, and so could tito and that's uh you know I, I, again just uh, all the, the the memories that we share uh about him as a manager some of the stories you know get to they get to be larger than life they get to be funny and and, and whatever but you know don't don't mistake deep down in his core uh both of them were you know tito and uh and terry are, were both straight up ballers they they could hit the ball and they could play uh if injuries hadn't hadn't short uh you know shortchanged his career uh maybe we'd be talking about Tito in a different light as well yeah there's no doubt about that I think uh he had you know over 12 knee operations 
you know, during his playing career and, uh, you know, came with number one pick of uh, the Montreal Expos, Golden Spikes winner out of the University of Arizona. He was first round draft pick. He uh, he was no slouch, but, he you know, he. The, uh, the injuries caught up to him, and it happens to a lot of good players. So uh, all of that, all the fanfare, all of the, the the spectacle last night, and and now there are still three games to play. They've got to go up to uh, go up to Detroit, and 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 all those games are sold out. Uh, we've been told that the, uh, the the Tigers are are who are sending off uh, Miguel Cabrera in his final uh, series uh, as a player after a twenty year career. Uh, they're looking for they, they were looking to for the Guardians to give back tickets uh, from their ticket allotment uh, so that they could because every game is sold out in that series. Uh, they're going to be two day games and, and a night game Friday. Uh, it, it should be really interesting uh, to see, you know, right now the, the two of them are sort of battling it out, as we said, for, for second place in the uh, in the division. Uh, but this is this is the opportunity for the Guardians to maybe send a message to the Tigers. Uh, hey, you guys are, you, you know, you've had a nice season in terms of the second half here. But uh, remember who the, the, the big kid on the block still is. Yeah, these are two uh, teams. You know, hopefully they're both going in the right direction, Joe. But, the, you know, the Tigers are improving. The, uh, the, the Guardians are struggling to, you know, just to uh, get to the end of the year, keep their nose above water. Uh, really, it's going to be an interesting uh, three-game series, and I'm sure, you know, it's going to be emotional for the Tigers, whereas, you know, Miguel Cabrera, you know, Hall of Fame career, you know, really the best the best all-around hitter I've ever seen, you know, in, I mean, what, average, power, you name it, uh, you know, triple crown winner, uh, just, uh, you know, a great hitter, not what he used, not what he was, but it's going to be cool to see him go out as, you know, as a player. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do in terms of, uh, you know, recognition and, and things like that as he's been on a, a farewell tour pretty much all season. Uh, a lot of fun. We'll preview the series uh, tomorrow and and look at the uh, the pitching matchups and the rotation. We know that Gavin Williams uh, won't be pitching for the rest of the year. Uh, Tito and Carl Willis told him uh, that he's he's been shut down. I think the uh, all the young pitchers, uh, on the Guardians uh, staff have have sort of accepted the fact that they, they sort of reached a limit where it didn't make any sense to push them any further. So uh, Williams falls into that as well. A, a true, to a, true to a competitor, he wanted to go out there and, and make one last start. But uh, I think uh, Cal Quantrill, Tristan McKenzie, and Lucas Giolito will get the uh, the final three starts of the, the year uh, in Detroit. Uh, should be fun to watch. Uh, Hoinsey, we will talk to you again uh, tomorrow from the Motor City uh, and uh, the the final regular season uh, podcast of the year on the uh, the Cleveland Baseball Talk podcast. Can't wait to get there. Good deal, Joe.